Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. I'm Steve Kenyon, episode number 17, in case you are keeping track. Coming to you today from Mulvane, Kansas, in the Kansas Star Arena, where the national final steer roping is about to get underway. The first performance on Friday, second performance on Saturday of this week, and we will crown the first world champion in the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. You'll hear from some of the guys who are competing in just a couple of minutes here on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. We always like to start by saying thank you to our sponsors. M2 Ranch Jerky is coming to a store near you the beginning of 2024. They've got great seasonings, five-star chef-approved M2 Ranch Jerky. We will tell you more as the month of December unfolds. Thank you to Unbeatable Feeds. They're online at unbeatablefeeds.com. The forage-only feeds are really sweeping the country. Last week, we heard from Calgary Smith, who just dominated the Canadian Finals in the team roping. He's one of the guys that is feeding his horse Forage-only feeds and unbeatable feeds products. Haven Medjid headed to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, just won a Canadian title in the tie-down roping. want you to come find unbeatable feeds at Cowboy Christmas during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. And uh, we will be there a lot of days in the morning interviewing some of the endorsees, guys like Caleb Driggers and Haven Medjid, uh, some of the folks that ride with unbeatable feeds. I hope you'll check it out at unbeatablefeeds.com. Thank you to Wrangler, the official Western Wear Pro Rodeo. Long live Cowboys. Some of the top stories that are going on around professional rodeo and around the Western way of life. Barrel Futurities of America's big event is going on in Guthrie, Oklahoma at the Lazy E Arena. They started the BFA on Tuesday with the BFA 2D High Roller Stakes. Brandon Cullens on MJ Seeger's Fast Lane. The fast time of 15.098. That was worth more than $5,800. Sharon Hall on Hello Stella was second, and uh, Merrick Moyer in the number three spot on a horse called Hiccup. That paid more than $3,600. The BFA runs through this weekend and will wrap up on Sunday. Couple of stops on the road to the Ram National Circuit Finals rodeo over the weekend. The Southeastern Circuit Finals. Davey, Florida. Billy Brunson roping alongside Clay Brink, uh, Clay Green won the team roping and the all-around title. National finalist Taylor Broussard, the champion of the bareback riding. National finalist Will Loomis. He's going back to the NFR in the top five. Won the average in the steer wrestling. The best weekend had by saddle bronc rider Parker Kempfer. He won the first round, split the second round, won the third round. Won the average, won over $12,000. North American Championship Rodeo, that's the Great Lakes Circuit Finals. Louisville, Kentucky over the weekend. Saddle Bronc rider Trey Watts won the second and third go-round and the average. He won over $9,000. Tanner Oss, national finalist from Minnesota, won the bareback riding average. Barrel racing average winner, national finalist Lucinda Rose. Of course, all of those results are on the PRCA's website, prorodeo.com. Big weekend for one of the top cowgirls in the history of the Women's Professional Rodeo Association, the WPRA Finals in Waco, Texas. Jackie Crawford entered the WPRA Finals, wanting to add one more all-around title to her resume. Well, she did that. She also won a tie-down roping title and a team roping title. Jackie Crawford now has 23 WPRA titles to her career. I spent the weekend in Fort Worth, Texas at the Cowtown Coliseum. And on Veterans Day, November the 11th, we had the opportunity to be a part of Charlie Crawford's American Heroes Celebration. This was a week-long event, including a clinic, a big team roping, a big roping event just for men and women who had served in the military or were first responders, and the NFR Showcase featuring most of the top 15 in the world standings in an NFR-sized arena getting ready to compete in Las Vegas. The champions, their regular partners could not be there. Tyler Wade on the head side. He, of course, normally ropes with Wesley Thorpe. T. Wade goes into the NFR number two in the world standings. And Paul Eves on the heel side, who's been roping most of the year, will go to the national finals rodeo with Eric Rogers. Well, they won the forehead average. And I had a chance to talk to Tyler Wade and Paul Eves, along with Paul's son, when it was all said and done. Fort Worth, Texas, Cowtown Coliseum, Charlie Crawford's American Heroes Celebration, the champions, Tyler Wade, Paul Eves. This is Jack, Paul's four-year-old boy, Paul, right? Yes, sir. Yep, four years old. Um, is he swinging a rope yet? Yep, he's been roping. He uh, earned himself some spurs yesterday, the other day, uh, catching the dummy, uh, 
Five times in a row. Awesome. Uh, roping a gun. It doesn't get much better than that. So tell me about today, guys. Tyler, you, you guys, I want to ask you about roping, and then I want to ask you about the cause that we were roping for. Tell me about how you and Paul roped today. I thought you guys were slick from beginning to end. Yeah, when we found out our partners weren't coming, I called Paul and asked if he wanted to rope. He said, yeah, and I said, well, let's just try to make it as easy as we can on ourselves, and we had a good day. How much had you guys roped together before, before, Paul? Had you been second partners or anything like that at Jackpots? Or? We haven't roped here lately much. We roped yesterday at the roping, but we've roped the last 10 years off and on at a lot of ropings and stuff. You're going into the NFR second in the world. That's as good as you've ever been going into the national finals. That's as good as it's got for me yeah. so far. Um, you, you're in good shape too, Paul. I mean, you guys are both, and especially at 30,000 around, anything could happen. Yes, sir. Yeah, just um, try to stick with what we've been doing, and we're we're definitely in range. It's not like we're we're uh, too far out. Was today a benefit, even though you weren't roping with your regular partners? You got the NFR size arena and and all of that. How much how much did today help going forward? I think just any time you know we can get the same competition under the same setup, and we both rode our second string horses. I'm assuming yeah. to try to make sure we had a good backup plan and kind of see what it all led to and I anytime you get practice like this that's real is awesome money's nice too oh yeah this paid this this was a big day yeah. for us so tell me about um tell me about the way that Tyler roped I thought you turned he turned you four pretty good steers oh he did awesome I mean uh, the first one or all the first three got it on him fast as you could I followed the first one just a little bit and then um and then going in the last one when we just had to catch, I, I knew I knew what he – I'd roped with him enough. I knew what he was going to do. He was going to make – you know, he wasn't going to take much chance. He was going to make sure we got him caught. You know, and that's interesting. I remember when you were back into the box for your last one, and I'm standing up there talking about you need to be nine seconds or something like that. To me, that's a blessing, but in the roping world, it's also kind of a curse, isn't it? I mean, as soon as you start trying to make a practice pin run in a deal like this, that's when you mess up, isn't it? Yeah, I think the arena is a little bit smaller, so you don't have just a ton of time to just go catch him. And uh, me and Paul talked about it after we roped that there's nothing worse than messing up when money's on the table and the time's that easy, you know. So it sucks in the back of your head a little bit. Like, yeah. um, so let me ask you real quick about the cause, and then I'll let you guys get going. And thank you for your time. Um, this roping benefits military families it benefits police officers firefighters they gave out in addition to the money that you guys won they gave out almost hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus gave a veteran a new home today does that mean something to you guys to be a part of that it's crazy to see how charlie's taking this thing and yeah. what he's doing for everybody you know he's not making hundred fifty thousand off this rope and so just to see it grow and what Chuck does for a good cause, and it's it's just awesome to be a part of it. Paul, you you Charlie asked you about this in the arena, but um, you know, I mean, you roped with Charlie a lot, roped with him or against him. I don't know that you ever roped with him, but you roped, yeah. you know, alongside Charlie a lot in your careers. And what he has done with this thing since then, it has become a life passion for him. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, from the very beginning to see then like I really noticed it this year how much it grew like the numbered ropings to the you know there's so many guys it seemed like there's a small group of guys at the deal at first and then now there's so many guys one of one of my I become friends with one of them he stays at my house for the whole time and so just you know, I feel like I'm a small part of it, and just to see it and be around it is awesome. You know, that's interesting that you mentioned that, and I, and I promised I'd let you guys go. But you, I think you've both been a part of this every year or almost every year that Charlie's done it since 2020 when he started. Have you gotten to know some of these veterans? Have you gotten to know some of the, the, the folks that are beneficiaries? Yeah, the uh, one friend of mine, Chris Taylor, he came the first year uh, to this deal. He's from Pennsylvania, and, and then he's – become friends and he stayed at the house now he comes a couple times a year but he comes this time of year and he's, he's been here for three weeks hanging out and so yeah yeah we've definitely got to know some of them Tyler what do you do now you've got uh, we've got a little less than a month Thanksgiving's in there someplace um, are you in the practice pen every day what are you doing oh yeah we're gonna try to work harder than everybody else and see how it pans out for us so that's all we do how do you approach the NFR Paul you've won two world titles you've been there a lot what do you do for the next month um, same thing work you know work at work at everything so it feels sharp i mean you just want to be ready when you get there you you can't make it more than it is but just 
you know, it's the same thing and, and be really sharp. Good. Thanks. Thanks for your time, guys. Congratulations. It was fun to watch today. I've never I've never been to this before. This was fun to watch. Tyler, Paul, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And thanks to Chuck and all the sponsors that make this thing happen. Jack, did your dad do good today? Yeah. Awesome. That's all I needed to hear. Paul, thank you. Uh, Tyler Wade, Paul Eves joining us. Thank you for watching. Tyler Wade heads into the Wrangler National Finals rodeo number two in the heading world standings. Paul Eves, two-time world champion, number seven in the healing world champ, uh, standings. So that's a look at some of the news that is making news in the world of professional rodeo, western sports, and beyond. I'm Steve Kenyon. This is the Steve Kenyon Podcast. It's brought to you by the Grandview of Las Vegas, where you stand during the Wrangler National Finals rodeo. Why don't you think about the Grandview at Las Vegas? Big, comfortable rooms right across the street from the South Point Hotel and Casino. We've stayed there for more than a decade. I love it. The Grandview at Las Vegas, online at dailymanagementresorts.com. We're coming back to hear from some of the guys who are going to be in the running to win a world title as the national final steer roping is about to get underway in Mulvane, Kansas. From the Kansas Star Arena in Mulvane, Kansas, this is the Steve Kenyon Podcast. New styles join our time-tested Justin Bent Rail collection. Like the rugged men and women who wear them, these boots stand for quality, integrity, tradition, and hard work. Straight from our legendary El Paso factory, our expert bootmakers build these boots with features that would make even the earliest cowboys proud. Outfit yourself today with a Bent Rail collection by Justin. G'day, my name's Guy McLean. Australian horseman, international entertainer, and big believer in preferred equine equipment. They consider the safety of you and your horse in every piece of equipment they build. Whether it's fencing, round pens, feeders, or stalls, preferred offers quality equipment you can rely on. For more information on all of the great preferred equine products, visit them on the web at preferred.com. There's no pretending to being a cowboy. Either you are or you aren't. Which is why everything we do as a company improves or preserves this way of life. The romance, the honesty, the toughness, the craft. More cowboys, please. America could use them. Resist all. We live it every day. Hope you'll check out the 8 Seconds Media store. We've got t-shirts, ball caps, hoodies. We've got polo shirts and more. You can find it all at 8secondsmedia.com slash shop. And we hope you'll take a look. Uh, Christmas is coming. Those hoodies are nice. They're warm. They're comfortable. Uh, check them out at the 8 Seconds Media store. Welcome back to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. Coming to you from Mulvane, Kansas, the Kansas Star Arena. The National Final Steer Roping is this weekend on Friday and Saturday. I have been honored to have the opportunity to be one of the in-house announcers, along with Jody Carper, who will be working his ninth National Final Steer Roping, my first appearance at the National Final Steer Roping. Cannot wait to get it started. The top five in the world standings as the National Final Steer Roping gets ready to get underway. In the number one spot, Cole Patterson won a world title in 2021. This year, he set a pre-National Finals record. Comes in with $118,000 for the year. Cody Lee gave Batesville, Texas in the number two spot. He's an 18-time national finalist. Scott Snedeker, a 22-time national finalist in the number three spot. Jess Tierney, fourth. And the youngest man in the field, 21-year-old Slade Wood in the number five spot. He'll ride the horse of the year into the national final steer roping. I had a chance to talk to some of those guys we just mentioned prior to the national final steer roping to get their thoughts. Here's Cole Patterson. Um, tell me about what you're, you're – you do in the practice pen as you get ready to go back to the national finals for your fifth time. Um, how much time are you spending every day? How many different horses are you riding? Just kind of take us through your routine getting ready. Um, I've got three horses at my house right now that I tie steers on about every day. And then, uh, so we're open every day that we're home and, but trying not to overdo it. I mean, when there's a bunch of time off and, you can you can kind of over practice in my opinion and kind of burn your horses out burn yourself out where everything kind of feels stale before the national finals and 
that's the good thing about rodeos like Lubbock and some other places we get to go to in the fall that kind of break up the monotony of practice and let you stay a little more rodeo sharp. Yeah, yeah. How many? There are there are some opportunities in the fall. Last weekend, the roping fiesta in San Angelo. This week in Lubbock. Uh, so there are a few opportunities to get out and kind of break up that monotony you talked about. Yeah, yeah. No, the steer open is kind of unique in that uh, in that way. The our October is shoot one of our better months for rodeos, and uh, there's lots of good places to go this time of year, and uh, that. A guy really needs to be sharp in October. Get set yourself up for a start of the new year next year. Yeah. So let me let me ask you about 2023. You set a record um, in terms of the amount of money that you won, $118,000 prior to the steer rope and finals. Um, headed on to your fifth finals. How'd you feel about the way things just went over the last year? Uh, well, uh, you know, I, it was a good year, but the the crazy part about it is is uh, 2021 still felt like a way better year just as far as feel. I know it didn't uh, really reflect that in the scoreboard, but uh, I just – I felt like 2021 I was a lot more consistent and a lot more – won a lot more averages and a lot bigger rodeos, and this year it just kind of felt a little more like a grind, like I was you know, trying to get everything I could piece by piece instead of instead of just flowing like 2021 did. Huh, that's interesting. You still won some yeah. big events. I mean, you, you you look at the list of ropings that you won, and there's some pretty good ones on there, but you're you're saying, yeah, I, I did a lot of good things, but 21 was smoother. Yeah, 21 was like, I don't know if I'll ever have a complete season like 21 again. Like, I won the average at Pecos and Lovington and Cheyenne and uh, the – the Wyoming State Fair, I, I did twenty one. Just felt like everything just kept falling into place, and yeah, this year was obviously good. It just felt a little less complete, I guess. Hmm, interesting. Has has your routine getting ready for the steer roping finals? You're getting ready for your fifth time there. Has it changed much from the first time that you qualified? As far as uh, what practice. Um, getting ready the the approach that you take to it did you learn any over the years has your has your approach to getting ready for the finals changed at all um you know my first year we had a my first year i made it in 2019 we had a long break in between the last rodeo of of october and the national finals it was like three weeks or something and everything like I said, I, I over-practiced and my horses didn't feel good and I wasn't, I just kind of felt burnout when I got there. And since then we've really only had like a week before the finals to get ready. And I'm more of, I, I like that approach better. Cole, talk to me about horses. Um, 10 runs over two days is a lot on a guy. It's, I would assume a lot on a horse. How many different horses will you? You said you had three that you you rope on every day. Are all three of them going to be there? How are you going to handle that? Um, uh, most likely I'll have all three of them there just in case. But it's really good if a guy can get off to a good start there and stay on the same horse. And I just I don't know. It's just kind of personal preference. But I don't really like switching mid rodeo, even at like a three header, let alone a ten header. So yeah. If you can stay on the same horse and get the same feel every time, it's it's an advantage, I think. Tell me about the horse you're going to start on. Which horse are we going to see? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know yet. Uh, I was going to wait and see how the steers kind of looked and felt up there at the break-in the day before. And if, if, they, if they look a little softer and it looks like, It'll be, uh, you know, not quite as tough a set of steers. I'll probably start on my Dunn horse. He's a little more consistent. And if it looks like they're going to be strong and stout, then I'll probably start on my Sorrel horse that I've rode there the last couple of years. Okay. Um, 
Tell me about the process of selecting steers. Do you guys have much impact on that? Do you have a lot of input? Does it come down right to that final day to to figure out which steers you're going to run over the ten rounds of the of the steer roping finals? Yeah, they uh, they bring us about a hundred and oh hundred and ten or twenty head of steers up there to Mulvane, and we have about two days there before the finals to break them in and see what they are and they let us kind of pick and choose what we would like to take off not necessarily like we can't be real picky of course but if there's something that that we think will take a guy out of the roping for sure we try to pull them off there so that everybody has a fair opportunity yeah that makes sense um tell me before i let you go this is either the biggest softball or the dumbest question of the interview. I'm not sure which because it's such an obvious answer. But in your family, with your dad, Rocky, and everything that he's accomplished, and now with you, how big a deal is steer roping to the Patterson boys? Uh, you know, I think it's a, I think it's obviously a big deal. It's uh, something I've been around my whole life, and in my opinion, the uh, the guys out here that rodeo and the steer open are the best set of guys in any event as far as i mean these are guys that have jobs these are clean cut guys that have families and uh so i mean it's the best set of guys that you can ever be around and so raise your family around them and uh you know, kind of instill some of those rodeo values, I guess you'd say, yeah. in your kids as you bring them up is is an advantage. You won $85,000 in 2021 at the national finals. Um, what's the key to having that kind of success over over 10 rounds over two days in Mulvane? Uh, getting off to a good start. That's I can't stress the importance of that enough. I've gotten off to – I've had about every kind of a finals you could have there. My first year, I had the worst finals damn near anyone has ever had. And then year three, 2021, I had the best finals anybody's had. So all I can say is that the guys that get off to a good start in round one, round two, it just sets up the flow of the week. And if the guy, if you get off to a bad start, it's like riding a sinking ship. You, you can't hardly find a good place to get off. Cole Patterson, number one in the single steer roping world standings. His dad, Rocky, number nine. This will be the 28th time Rocky Patterson, who's a four-time world champion, has qualified for the national final steer roping. Only the legend Guy Allen has been there more times than Rocky Patterson. Cody Lee in the number two spot, his 18th qualification to the national final steer roping. In the number three spot, Scott Snedeker. Scott Snedeker is a four-time world champion and now a 22-time national final steer roping qualifier. I asked him if he could have ever imagined going to the, this event that many times. You know, as just as a kid, you think, man, I'd be cool to go to it one time and be the best of the best. And, uh, yeah, to get there 22 times is – and it, it's above and beyond kind of what I expected, I guess. Yeah. Um, three-time average winner. What's it? What's the key to winning the average at the steer roping finals? Is it a fast start? Is it just being – cool calm and collected what is it you know i think it's just like i go at every steer and tie every steer as fast as i can tie every one of them and uh, you got to have there's a bunch of variables you know your horse has got to be working good you got to draw good and then you got to use them you know and you got to have the mindset to if if something kind of throws a kink and everything you can't just let the wheels fall off the bus you got to go ahead and finish and salvage that run and go on to the next one take one steer at a time yeah um, you won a lot of big events this year. What'd you feel like were your best, best ropings? You, you were winner in Hobbs, New Mexico, Guyman, Clovis, New Mexico. Um, there, there are a lot of events that you had a chance to do pretty well at this year. You know, there was, and I, and I'm a credit that horse that I got, uh, Goose, he's been exceptionally good. Uh, you know, we roped a bunch of, bunch of pins of fresh or tougher steers this year, I'm going to say. And uh, that horse helped me get through a lot of them. There's a lot of steers that didn't get tied down that I got to. And when I drew them and that horse stepped up and between me and him, we got them, got them tied down and, and it came out on top. Just looking back over the last two years, uh, Goose was the number two horse this year in the AQHA Horse of the Year, number one last year. What is it that makes Goose so good? 
you know, he's just – he doesn't get in your way. You know, the horse scores good. He can run hard. He's strong. You know, his drag is really good. When he's on, he's he's hard to beat, you know. And and this year, Slade's little horse, Junior, I mean, that horse is outstanding too. Not a very big horse, but, man, he is real gritty and, and works really good. He, he deserves that. But, yeah, mine is uh, – he just stays out of your way, let you win. Yeah, I tell you know it's interesting. You mentioned that Slade's horse isn't real big. I talked to Charlie Throckmorton the other day, and Charlie made a comment to me that he doesn't feel like top to bottom the horses in the steer roping are as big as they used to be. Is is he right in saying that, or they're they're more? Yeah, smaller? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say he's right in that. You know, years ago everybody thought you know we need a big horse. You know, if you if you had a friend or somebody that didn't know how to steer rope or something, they go, Hey man, I got a steer horse for you. And well, their thoughts were, he's got to be 16 hands and weigh 1300, you know, and, and that, that don't, you don't see that very much. You know, the steers have gotten smaller in some places, but the horses have gotten faster and gotten quicker. You know, I'm going to say a bigger horse probably maybe last longer than a little horse, but it just depends. I mean, it's just like, just like people, you know, you got some athletes that are small that are, full of dynamite you know yeah. and then you got some big guys that can't can't take it very long you know it just just depends on the athlete let me ask you two more horse horse questions you have ridden a lot of great horses i don't think goose is well i know goose is not your first horse of the year i don't think um, no, sir. how does how does he compare talk about um is is are there some common themes that you look for throughout is goose like major or any of the other you know what where, where does he fit in you know, I'm going to say he's probably at the bottom of the line. You know, I'm going to say the best one I ever had was probably big time. And he was not a registered horse, so he never got to go get voted on for the horse of the year. But he was a gray, great gilded, and he was been the best horse I've ever swung a leg over steer roping-wise. But they all kind of had the similar traits a little bit. They all could score good, and they all run hard, and they were pretty tough on the end of it. They all had fast drags. Um you know, and I kind of look for some of that stuff. You know, I want a I want a big horse, but I want him to move like a small horse kind of yeah. deal. And it's a it's a fine package there. You got to look for. I talked to Jess Tierney a day or two ago, and we got to talking about horses, and and he mentioned your name two or three times in reference to other good horses. And I said to Jess, I said, okay, so this may be my dumb question of the of the interview. And this might be with you, my dumb question in the interview, but I'm going to toss it out there. Um, yeah. I'm going to get that sponsored someday. Steve's dumb question in the interview. <laughs> there you go. Um, but it, it sounded to me like Jess was attaching your name to some of the other guys' good horses. And I guess my question is, are there two or three guys, are you one of them, that has had an impact on some of the other horses that we're going to watch at the Steer Rope and Finals? Yes, sir. I'm going to say, yeah, on most of that. Uh, you know, I go to a rodeo and you'll see eight or 10 horses that stand out pretty good, you know, that I've, I've had ties to and I've either started them or helped them along the way. And, and Jess was one of them, you know, I started that horse, Dr. Pepper that he had from, he come from Mike Uthier at LA waters. And, uh, I started tying the first few steers down on that horse. And then he went to a team roping for a little while on a, with a guy. And then he come back and we started tying steers on him again. And then, Jess took him on from there after that, after about a, a year of roping steers on him. But, uh, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, to learn from some of the guys above me and, and some of the traits and everything. And I've, I've had good luck with horses. So my technique is not maybe the best, but yes, I have had some really good horses come from my program and, and go on and be winners, you know, and that's, I love seeing that, you know, I train horses here at the house when I'm not rodeoing and, and I just like it. I like the, the trial factor of it, you know, and trying to, trying to make a horse, every horse as good as they can get, you know? So it's, it's satisfying to me to watch one achieve up there and be at the NFR or be at all the big rodeos, you know, and stand, be a standout athlete over there. Yeah. Um, Scott, what do you, what are we going to see from the steers this year? Do you guys have any idea yet? Are they going to, you mentioned they the steers are getting a little bit smaller. What are we going to see from the cattle? You know, I think this year they're going to be a little everything. There's going to be a couple of pins of big old beefy steers that are older, the old school kind of steers that big framey, big horns ought to be really good. Um, and then I don't know what the other half of them are going to be. I'm hoping they're going to be all more like the bigger framier steers instead of the little small 
beefy little little steers, but uh, I'm hoping once we get up there, we can do some sorting on them and and condition them right. You know, if they if they'll condition them cattle good, it ought to be a really good finals. Yeah, you know, everything in rodeo seems to be growing. I can't tell you how many rodeos I announced this year that you know the the crowds were sold out every performance, um, even you know like on a Wednesday or a Thursday. Um, you've you've been to the steer open finals now twenty two times, won four world titles. Your event seems to be growing. Your event seems to be, you know, it's it's maybe not the gentleman's event as Butch Knowles have referred to it once upon a time. It it seems to be growing a little bit. Am I right in saying that? You are exactly right. It is growing. You know, and 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 we're we're slow to get to get awarded anything. You know, like the Cowboy Channel, they don't show it very often. But if you know, I went to Lubbock this last weekend to a rodeo up there. Well, there was six or seven kids out of the college ranks that were entering that rodeo. You know, yeah. some of them, I didn't even know who they were, but it is growing. You know, you see the college ranks starting to come around with the steer open, and they get 20 guys at some of them, you know, and then you got some of the Lone Star deals that are associations that, that let the guys get their feet wet. UPRA rodeo this year, that one started having steer opens at a bunch of them, and they're having their finals this weekend. I mean, it is. It's growing, and the need for horses is more out there because there's not that many of them out there. Yeah. You know, and so people are trying to find horses, and that's the hardest part in the steer open world is people trying to find a good horse to go and learn on. But yeah, it is. Uh, to answer your question, it is growing a lot, and there's there's lots of names in there that that I don't even know and haven't seen, and all of a sudden you'll see a guy. Very rarely that you used to go along there and see a guy pop up with a horse that works, and they both go out there and can win in our level right there at the rodeos and yeah. heck i've seen three or four of them this year at the end of the year that showed up out of nowhere and had no idea who they were and man they're they're doing great careful you're gonna end up the same problem the tie down ropers have breakaway roping exploded and all of a sudden the calf roping horses got expensive <laughs> that's exactly right <laughs> it is crazy with the horse world right now yeah it really is so um scott when 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 this thing starts um talk about roping in that arena there in in uh, in mulvane kansas um what what's what's that setup like for for you guys? It seems like the the crowds have been good. What's 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 the 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 setup and what's the finals like for you guys? You know the setup. It's a it's an in between start kind of. It's not a it's not a real fast start, but it's not a see them out there and go catch them. It's fun for the crowd to watch. You're supposed to time fast. Um, you know it ought to be just first thing around the end of the gates or horn around the end of the gates and go try to time in nine seconds every time. And uh, with the steers being conditioned, it ought to be a, a great rope. And, you know, the arena size is perfect. It's not it's not too big. It's not too wide. It's just a little just right size coliseum, I think. You know, it's one of my favorite places to rope. Other than Hobbs, New Mexico, I'm going to say this is my favorite place to rope out of all the steer rope finals I've been to. And uh, it's just it's a good atmosphere, you know. It's in a, in a casino. It's all under one roof. You know, it's not very kid-friendly if you don't have them 21 or under. It's a little bit. It's more of a casino kind of style, but it is set up good for the steer ropers. Yeah. Last question. Um, look back to – I started this by asking you about the start of your career. I guess I'm going to finish that way. Um, look back and, and tell me who you who got you started. Who did you look up to? A lot of people look up to Scott Snedeker today. Um, who did you look up to when you and, and help you get started? You know, I never saw a steer rope until I was in college, and I went to school in Uvalde, Texas at uh, Southwest Texas Junior College. And Roy Angemiller was the coach right there. So I got to go out there and practice with him at his house. And it was Roy Angemiller. And there's a Texas Ranger that, that roped with us also, Coy Smith. And I got to use Coy's horses. Roy would let me rope out there. He would teach me the do's and don'ts, you know. And I, I worked my tail off all the time out there roping it at his house. And then the next year, you know, I just kept with it. And he's like, well, I've seen a lot of you guys come through here. But I stayed with it. And he, I was fortunate enough for him to help me carry my get my career started you know and then once i got started going to rodeos then i jumped in and met buster record up in oklahoma and he took me everywhere and anywhere you know he was i've learned so much once i learned the the basic technique and the do's and don'ts of the steer rope and then i'll go to buster and he taught me how to win and travel and all that stuff you know so there, there's a bunch of guys that you look up to you know guy allen yeah he was the best there ever was probably steer roping you know and i, I still stay in contact with him in and out, you know, if I got questions or he'll call and that stuff. But yeah, there's so many guys that helped you along the way in, in the steer open worlds, but those are, 
those would be my three guys probably that, that got me started right there. You know what I've learned? I, I lied. This is the last question, I promise. Um, you know what I've learned talking to some of the younger guys and, and even guys like Jess Tierney and, and you know, and, and Taylor Santos, and, and I interviewed Slade the other day. Um, they all talked about the camaraderie of this group. And um, if somebody wants to learn and is willing to put in the work, there's sure a lot of guys they, they – talked about that that would be right there to help them if somebody wanted to get involved yeah, in this absolutely and that, and that is the good part about our sport i mean it's very the steer ropers are very family oriented and man they want you to win just as bad as the next guy you know you always want to win but you want to help your guys win you want them to do good you want them to get success in that event and, and it's so fun to watch that because you're right everybody will you know you see a new guy coming they'll be three guys might go and tell them and you go, Hey, you got to take a little here, a little there, you know, don't just get, don't just get advice from one guy and go on, take a little bit of everything and try to learn it. But it's uh, yeah, it is, it is very family deal and it's, and guys, it's a great group of guys. Yeah. Scott, I'm looking forward to it. Thank you for your time. You betcha. Have a good one. That's Scott Snedeker talking about getting ready for the national final steer roping. Let's talk to Jess Tierney. He's a college rodeo coach competing at his 11th national final steer roping. What do you tell me about your preparation to get ready for the steer roping finals? Has it changed any through the years? What do you do? You spend a lot of time in the practice pen. What are you doing right now? Well, I'll tell you what, the older I get, uh, the sore my joints might be. So I, I, I spend a lot of time making sure my rope, my, my loops are good. Uh, my horses are are getting a little bit older, so uh, we just we just spend a lot of time making sure our muscles are stretched out and 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 we're just going to our spot and feeling good. This is number eleven for you. Does it seem like it's possible that it's been that many? You know, I remember I remember back in the you know when I got out of college in 05, 04, That's when I started tripping and and I remember just wanting to try to make the finals one time was kind of my goal and and I hit that in two thousand eleven and then just come across some good horses that just kept me, kept me in the business, kept me going. And, um, no, I, I never expected to go this many times, but it's, it's been fun, uh, making it. Um, the last few years have actually, I don't think been, they've been pretty good for you. You placed in five rounds last year, um, ended up finished fifth in the world standings, uh, placed third in the world standings in 2021, top five in 2020. Um, is that just experience talking right there? You know, in the last last four years, I've I come across a, a couple good horses that have really uh, helped helped my game. Um, I got them horses off a, a buddy of mine that trips steers well, Scott Snedeker, and 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 they just they just made uh, steer roping not I wouldn't like to say easier, but they they've made it uh, a little more give me a little bit of game plan on how to do things, and they've helped me out a whole lot. So the last four years have been good because of my horsepower. Yeah. So let's talk about horses. What's your plan this year? Is there one that you're hoping to stay on all 10 rounds? Will you have a backup or two there What just in case? What's your plan? You know, I always like to show up with at least a couple of horses in my trailer. Um, I'll, I'll sure be on Dr. Pepper. Uh, he's, he's my number one. If anything happens to him, I got a horse called Elvis. That's a three-quarter brother to him that I ride a lot. Um, he, he'll be there ready to ride. And then I got another horse that I bought uh, just this year. That's come along really good called Patrick and, uh, he'll be in the stall as well. So if we have to, we got some horses to back into uh, a buddy of mine, Coleman Proctor started tripping steers this year. He said he'd bring up uh, a couple of his horses, release one of his. So we should have plenty of horsepower to get through 10 rounds. You guys may have created a, 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 a monster in Coleman. He's starting to fall very seriously in love with the steer rope thing. I talked to him the other day. He was threatening Stetson Wright as the all-around champion and all kinds of stuff. He's he's uh, he is very quickly becoming a steer roper. You know he he's talked about steer roping for a lot of years, and he came over here a couple of years ago to help me for the tying event. We just we were going to head some and heal some and rope some calves, and we ended up tripping a little bit that day. And he says. Uh, Man, I'd like to try that. I said, if you're going to try it, get on this horse. And I put him on on one of my good ones. And he said, man, that feels good. And it went a couple days later. uh, He had him one bought, and he's been doing it ever since and having a lot of success. So expect good things. Tell me more about Dr. Pepper. Age, how long you've had him, who trained him, all that kind of fun stuff. Uh, He he come off a a guy in Texas called Ruben Gonzalez, and Scott Snedeker trained him. Mike Uthier had a lot to do with raising him. Uh, I come across him when he was 16. He's 19 now. I rode him the end of 2020 season and just basically rode him ever since. I've had a couple that have taken his spot from maybe rodeo to rodeo here and there, but he's uh, he's been a real blessing to me and my family. 
and we've rode him a lot here in the last four years. So who'd have thought there's a steer wrestling horse named Dr. Pepper will probably be at the NFR. Who'd have thought Dr. Pepper would be the name on two different horses at national finals this year? You know, a funny story about that. I took him to the vet clinic to just get him looked over here just about 30 days ago. And this lady says, oh, I know Dr. Pepper. And I said, you do? And, and, and she, she went to describe the horse. I said, I think you're talking about the bulldog and Dr. Pepper. <laughs> I said, this horse is, uh, he's just as good, but he's on the other side. He's, he's in a different event. So yeah. I, can, I don't I can, want him running by. I can't imagine it'd be, it'd be, there'd be much possibility of two horses crossing over in the two events, but that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. Um, Jess, talk to me about, um, what you do outside of steer roping. You're the college rodeo coach, Western Oklahoma State. Uh, one of the smartest people I ever knew once told me, if you really want to learn something, coach it. How, how much of a benefit in your rodeo career has, being, has, has coaching been to you, or has it? Well, I tell you what, uh, the, the main thing is being around young, uh, vigorous uh, cowboys and cowgirls that, uh, you know, they'll keep you young, they'll keep you busy, keep you thinking about the sport. And honestly, you know, when, when you go to try to help other people with any discipline, it kind of it kind of helps you figure out some different things that you may not have realized before you started doing that. So it's been a real benefit to, to just my competition, being able to help those kids, and hopefully they're they're getting some good information. We bring in uh, – we got Shane Proctor here, Mitch Davis, you know, guys like Paul David Tierney, my brother, Coleman. Those guys have stopped by and, and, and helped out with, from time to time in what we're doing. So – uh, I'm hoping it's a benefit to them as well, but you know it just keeps us young, and it keeps us keeps us in the sport. So uh, it's it's been real fun. I've I've really enjoyed it. Yeah. So okay. So I, I'm trying to figure out a creative way to ask the family question because I know you've you've had it thrown at you a million times, probably two or three by me. Um, but your dad's in the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. He's a world champion. You, your dad, your brother have all been champions at the timed events. Your mom was a rodeo queen. Your sister was Miss Rodeo America. Paul David is as handy an all-around cowboy as there is in professional rodeo. Um, this, this, what do you guys talk about at Thanksgiving dinner? Is it, is it rodeo and a whole lot? Tell, tell me about that family connection and how important the tyranny legacy is to you. Well, I tell you what, you talk about Thanksgiving dinner, it, uh, the conversation got a lot easier once I finally did win a title. Uh, so, yeah, so Thanksgiving did get a lot more fun to be at. But, uh, you know, growing up when when I was probably in my, you know, 12, 10, 12 years old, kind of when you start coming into figuring out that you really like to do this, uh, my dad was kind of done what I'd say professional trying to make the national finals. And so he was all about the time of it. So growing up, you know, Paul David uh, – Amy Jordan and I, we, you know, we were always roping, preparing for that event. You know, we were always practicing catching. We was always practicing making our horse horses be free enough to be good enough to use at that. So, uh, growing up, the timed event was always what we, we, what was what I'd say was our main focus. You know, um, we was always planning on rodeoing and and doing all that, but we were always getting ready for the timed event. So it's it's just a big storyline in our family for sure. I think the timed event kind of made Taylor Santos into a steer roper. Uh, did it kind of make you into a steer roper too? Oh, absolutely. And I, I think Taylor might have some of the first steers he ever roped was the year that he did win the yeah, they were. 2020. Yep, they were. Um, you know, I was, I, like I said, I was in college from 2000 to 20, uh, 2004. And I remember in 2003, my dad rode a paint horse with Buster Records that he won the world on in 2002. And I remember thinking, you know, I've done all these other events. I've never tripped steers. And he lived real local there to where I went to school in Alva, Oklahoma. And and I just asked him if I could come over and, and just start tripping a little bit. And he was gracious enough to take me in. I stayed around there for, for quite a few years and, and went rodeoing with him from time to time. And uh, I'd say because of the time event, that's what really drove me to go want to go trip steers. And then as I got older, I had a few injuries that uh, kind of backed me off a of calf roping. And then I got to tripping more and. And, and once I started making the final steer rope in it, it just basically became my main event. Jess, tell me about that group of guys that'll be there. And I, and I asked the question from this perspective. I talked to Slade Wood yesterday, who's 21 years old, and grew up with his dad basically rodeoing with, um, I think, with you a little bit and certainly with guys like Scott Snedeker and, and, and Rocky Patterson and, and Chet Heron and, and some of those guys that'll be competing there this weekend. Tell me about this group of guys. My impression is that 
this is a group of Cowboys that are darn sure competitive, that really want to go at it, really want to win. But at the same time, if you need some help, they're going to be the first people that will be in your corner. Am I right in saying that? Oh, I think the steer ropers are, are some of the greatest guys going. You know, we, we're, we're a tight-knit group because, you know, really every rodeo, we're, we're all at the same rodeo. So uh, you, you never get a, really a chance to slip off and, and, and get, you know, in a different group because we're all going to the same functions every year, probably 40 to 50 rodeos a year. Um, what you'll see there, I think, over the years, the horsepower has just gotten better and better and and you're going to see a lot of guys that do the, a lot of the same things to win. A lot of guys have the same type of way of, of catching, of, of, of stepping up, of keeping steers on the ground and, and tying. So uh, to win something here, you know, draw, the draw comes into play. Um, the way your horse works from, from run to run is going to come into play. And if you've never been to the steer roping finals, I think if you go one time, it's a lot like going to the time event championships. You know, you, there's an addiction that happens once yeah. you see it and once you get involved. So uh, if you'll start seeing – when you come there and you see and you see the way people rope cattle and make cattle able to tie and and the fast runs you'll see, uh, it's it's something you'll really enjoy. This this may be my dumb question to the interview, Jess, but I'm going to throw it out there and see see if you where you go with it. Um, you never I, have dumb questions. Well, so. I just, let me ask it, and then you can tell me. I might give a dumb answer, but no dumb. <laughs> question. Um, when I talked to Slade yesterday. Um, we talked a little bit about horses, and he talked a lot about Scott Snedeker's impact um, on on him and um, a connection between the horse that he rides and Scott. You mentioned Scott earlier. Is Are there one or two guys at this steer rope and finals who have got their brand on a lot of the horses that ropers are going to be riding in addition to the ones that they're riding themselves? Uh, you know, Scott has... Uh, really become one of the guys that that has helped out a lot of people including myself uh, he spends a lot of time training horses and, and getting horses out there and uh, he's just got a really good way of doing things i don't know that a lot of the horses are there are going to come specifically from his ranch but i would say a lot of the horses that are going to be there will come from people that have learned how to ride the way he does so his influence will be there. Uh, Rocky, of course, will be there. He's one of the greatest of all times, and, yeah. and his influence will be seen in a lot of a lot of different runs. And I, I think what you're going to see is a lot of guys doing things differently, but accomplishing the same task. If that makes sense. Jess, before I let you go, two part question. Number one: What is the key to success at the steer roping finals? Is it a fast start? Is it consistency? What is it? Number two: Over ten rounds in two days. How fatiguing is that on you guys? You know, uh, the steer rope finals guy always wants to keep his eye on the fact that you can win 10,000 every round. I mean, that's uh, that's unbelievable. T- uh, 15 years ago, it took uh, 25,000 to make it. This year, it took 40. And back then, it was $4,000 rounds, and now it's 10. So it's just gotten better and better. And a guy don't want to walk by those rounds if he, if he can help it. Uh, but we never forget that the pot of gold is at, at the end of the rainbow, right? So uh, winning that average is, is something everybody would like to do. Um, I think being there and, and having a, a few runs under a guy's belt can be uh, an advantage, and being a rookie can be an advantage. I say the same thing at the time event and being here, but um, cattle can can really move to the right over there, so it's important to stay in good position on them. And, you know, having a good start, it, it's almost like a freight train, you'll say. it. If it's going good, it's, it's hard to stop it. If it's going bad, sometimes it's hard to stop too. So uh, a guy needs to be able to stay with fast runs if they're coming, I think. And if things are kind of falling apart, a guy needs to be able to back off and start tying cattle down and, and see if he can get some average money. Got it. Um, I appreciate your time, Jess. Thank you. Yes, sir. Jess Tierney, number four in the single steer roping world standings. And number five, man, is the youngest guy in the field, 21 years old, Slade Wood. He has had a really interesting year this year, won the National Intercollegiate Team Roping title back in June at the College National Finals Rodeo, now competing at his second National Finals steer roping. His dad, Neil, was a National Finalist four times before him. And, of course, Slade rides the horse of the year into the National Finals steer roping. Here's what Slade Wood had to say about getting ready to compete at his second national finals slate i want to start with this look back on 2023 your second trip to the steer roping finals you win the college title and the team roping i think you've you've had a a pretty memorable 2023 rodeo season what do you think yeah no i mean i can't complain i've won more this year than i ever have in the steer roping and then the college finals it was a great way to kick off the summer and 
even though it was a different event, I felt like it got the momentum rolling. And just once you get on the ball rolling for winning, it's just it seems like it keeps going. And uh, it was just great summer I had, and uh, I can't I couldn't have asked for it to go any better. Tell me about your first trip to the steer rope and finals. What do you remember about it? Uh, man, I remember really going in there and my first five rounds were really good and really sharp. And then after that, I kind of, you could see the kid side come out of me and it wasn't as good and started trying some other things. So I'm really trying to focus on this year, just staying to the, those first five rounds, staying to the plan and going and tying steers down for what they let me time in. That, um, that first trip to the Stewart finals, you were what, 19 years old? Yes, sir. Yep. So you're I an just old, turned 19. Yeah, you're an old veteran now at 21. Um, how do you how do you change that that comment you made about keeping the kids side from coming out and you in the second second five rounds? Because I can see where you know guy 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 gets to get a little bit excited and uh, you're young and you're having a good run of things. How do you how do you keep all that under control? Yeah, I think it comes with time and just being able to go to more rodeos and uh, it was I don't know. I feel like I just need to remember on every one of them to just use the steer for what he is don't try and make anything happen because in the steer open especially you got to have a lot of patience and I feel like this year I've really really focused on making sure I don't do anything um out of the blue like that would that a kid would do and uh I feel like I've really strengthened in that this year so that way I'm able to just do the same thing every time and when I have a good one I win and when I don't I'll tie him down and stay in the average Tell me about your rodeos this year that you went to. It looks to me like you won a lot out of Wyoming. You did well in, I want to say, Casper and Sheridan both, or maybe Douglas, I, I forget which. But talk to me about which rodeos you really thought, thought you, sh- you you showed up at well this year. Yeah, Douglas was really good. I got the win there. That one was good to me. And Sheridan was – I've always had a little trouble there, and this year was really good to me. I didn't place an average, but I think I placed in like three out of the four rounds and won like 6,000 there. So it was, that was really good. I won, Wyoming was good to me this year. I won a lot of my money out there and that, and there was, there's some rodeos this year. I felt like I should have capitalized a little better to win more at, but the ones that I did, they were a lot, a lot of them were up North this year in South Dakota and Wyoming. Slide, let me ask you about your family background. Your dad, Neil, four-time steer roping finalist, I think. Um, talk to me about that history and 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 your family background and how that compete uh, uh, helped you to to become the talent that you are. Yeah, no, I mean, my dad definitely uh, has crafted me into what I know in the trip, and he's uh, helped me a lot, especially with the how I was talking, the not letting the kids' side come out and run to the same spot every time and he's tried to drill that into my mind and he's just been there since i was a kid helping me 16 is when i laid my first one down and since then i've been hooked on it and the reason i trip steers because growing up i watched him do it and i thought it was so cool and then i ran that first one and i was hooked and then uh, my mom she's been there to support me the whole time with it and uh she's just never gets to go out there with me but She's always there to call and wants videos. And if it's on the Cowboy Channel, she's there to video it for me. Let me ask you about, um, and maybe this is a question that would have been better asked prior to your first trip when you were 19 years old, now at 21. But you are competing against guys that your dad roped with and who are legends. Guys like Scott Snedeker and Rocky Patterson and Chet Heron's going to his 18th steer rope in finals. Um, Did... how do you, or or have you been around those guys your whole whole life? And so, you know, I'm thinking if I'm a kid and I'm a steer roper and I'm looking around and there's Scott Snedeker and there's Rocky Patterson and there's all those guys, I'm like, oh my god, look at those guys. How do you handle them? Yeah, yeah, no, uh, it is pretty crazy because I mean, when my dad was rodeoing, or for the, the bits I remember, it was Rocky and Scott and Chet and Vin and all of them that they were out there dominating and. He was having to compete against them, trying to beat them. And, I mean, Scott's done such a good job in the steer roping world. He's dang sure one of the best. And uh, it's just – I've known Scott since I was a kid. Uh, he was living in Needville when I was born, and him and my dad were good buddies. He's one of the reasons my dad started tripping. And it's uh, – me and him, I, I he helps me a lot. And uh, just he's there to help, and he's been there and done that. And 
so when he sees me struggling or if I'm struggling, I'll go ask him. And then what's really cool is sometimes he'll be struggling and he'll come up and ask me. And I'm like, you know, way more than I do, but that's cool that he's, that he's asking. Yeah. You just answered my next question, which was, have some of those guys helped you? And obviously the answer is yes, particularly Scott, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah, Scott. Scott is. I mean, even this weekend, I was having having a little trouble, and at Lubbock, I missed my first one. I asked him, "Man, what's what's going on?" And this doesn't feel right. And he told me, and then right after that, I went right back to catching. So it was. He's he's in my corner for sure, and he's a great guy. And all them guys at Rope are great guys. I had guy help me my first year right before the finals, my rookie year, and so that was a big learning lesson right there. Yeah. So let me ask you about horses. Um, how do you, do you have a strategy? Are you taking more than one? Well, how, how are you handling your horses when you get there? Will you, if, if do you plan on switching or what are you going to do? No, I, I got my good horse that junior that won horse of the year this year. And so I'm going to start out on him and the plan is to stay on him. I don't see myself switching unless something just crazy happens, but I, I've got one that I've been hauling the past year that I'm going to take with me too. And he, he's a good horse. I just, it's hard to get off that other one. So the yeah. plan is to stay on him and he just makes it so much easier. He's makes the bad ones good. It's, it's kind of hard to step off an award winner, isn't it? What makes that horse so good? Uh, he's just the same every time he gives you, he never tries to cheat you. He's going to run to that same spot every time. And his drag's perfect. Like, when I step off, I most guys are running to him or I'm breaking down because he's bringing them to me. And I, all I got to do is break down and be ready to string and then do my part on the ground. Yeah. How old is he? 15. Has he been in your family the whole time? Yeah, we've had him since, uh, I guess, since he was eight years old. I actually headed healed on him in junior high. So, so did you kind of learn on him then, Slade? Yeah, I would say uh, – uh, when, when I started tripping is about the time my dad started him. So I would rope breakaway on him and then my dad hauled him a year and then me and him would switch back and forth riding him. So I would say I've been riding him since my rookie year back off and on. Huh. And of course you were the rookie of the year two years ago, both the all around and the steer roping rookie of the year. Uh, you're only 21 years old, Slade. You've already gotten a put it, put together a pretty good resume. Um, what's it, what, what, Last question, and sometimes this is an easy question, and sometimes it's a hard one. But you are headed to your second steer roping finals. You you mentioned at the top, you know, you you did good your first five rounds, and and not so much the second five rounds. Have you done anything different in practice or preparation? Anything you took away from that first trip that you you might change as you get ready for your second one? Yeah, just uh, just keep a level head and. I mean, just run him, run the steer for what he is. And the, like the practice pen, I'm really just focusing on um, breakaway in a lot for my horse and me, but for my horse to know, like, when I leave, to break straight to the pin and get straight to the left hip as soon as he can. Because if I can do that and not even really have to ask him, he just has it on his mind at the finals, it's going to be way easier on me. I, I won't, I'll just have to worry about getting to my spot and then roping and then. I feel like that's going to be the biggest thing for me is if I can get to that spot as fast as I can, it's going to be pretty pretty good, I feel like. National final steer roping this weekend will crown the first world champion of 2023 in the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. This will be the highest paying steer roping finals in history, a half a million dollars on the line. $10,160 to win a go-round. Of course, it's a two-day competition, 10 rounds, five on Fridays, five on Saturday, $8,408 for second, down to $1,752 for sixth. The average also pays six places, $30,349 to win it, down to $5,233 to finish in the number six spot. If you happen to be in the area of Mulvane, Kansas, the Kansas Star Arena is the location, and Ticketmaster is the place to go to get your tickets to the National final steer roping thank you for joining us on the steve kenyon podcast brought to you by wrangler the official western wear of pro rodeo long live cowboys thank you to the justin boot company the stand of the west since 1879 to resist all we wear it every day to prefer 
number one in ranch and rodeo, the M2 Ranch Jerky, coming to a store near you in 2024, to Unbeatable Feeds. They're online at unbeatablefeeds.com and to the Grandview at Las Vegas, the place we stay during the regular national finals rodeo. We'll talk to you again next week as we get ready for Thanksgiving weekend, and we're only a couple of weeks away from the Wrangler NFR starting December the 7th. God bless everybody. I'm Steve Kenyon. This is the Steve Kenyon Podcast.